Hello and welcome to Tea and Talk with Toya. I'm your host, Latoya Nicole, best-selling author, belief therapist, life coach, and organizer with SOLO Coaching and Consulting. Tune in every Tuesday for Tea and Talk about soul-penetrating topics, challenging mindsets that stagnate us. Because too often our limiting beliefs hinder us from living our lives by design. So if you are ready to unpack and move forward with your desires, stay tuned. You owe it to yourself to become everything you've ever dreamed. What's up, Tea and Talk with Toya fam? Thank you guys so much for joining me on this beautiful Tuesday morning for yet another episode of this piping hot tea and some talk. Now, I have a guest with me today. If y'all noticed, I've been having guests like week after week after week. And I'm going to be honest with you. I really enjoy having guests. Like I, I really, I can talk to them and, you know, we can bounce ideas off each other all while we on the episode. So I love it. I absolutely love it. Today, though, not only are we talking to another amazing author who has been a part of multiple best-selling anthology projects, this is my friend, <laughs> okay? <laughs> this is my friend. Um, and me and her go way, way, way back, okay? We're not selling our age, but we go way back. <laughs> And I'm just super, super, super excited to have her here to talk about her her latest anthology project that actually released um, the end of March. So, of course, at some point in the show, I'm going to make sure she drop her, what is it called, uh, website so that you guys can go and purchase the book directly from her because this is a great book. But I want to talk about her chapter today. And first, let me just say this. The name of the chapter is Reclaiming My Voice. And y'all know, tell your story, reclaim your voice, restore your soul, unaltered. Okay, y'all already know. I was here I was here for the title, okay? And then to read, you know, about her her struggles with voicelessness was it was just it was just really moving. So if you have not read this book, I really encourage you guys to go get the book. And let me just say this before I, I bring her on to introduce herself. I wanted to just drop some jewels on a couple of things that we may not realize robs us, robs us of our voice, but it does. And a couple of the things are, if you've ever been told to shut up, like all the every time you look around, you're a child, you're trying to show somebody something or explain something, and they're constantly telling you to shut up. Um, if you try to share with an adult, you know, and we're talking about childhood experiences because the book is, if these walls could talk stories of surviving childhood trauma. So a lot of these roots start there. Um, if you were a child trying to share something with an adult that happened to you and they didn't believe you, that silences us. Um, your feelings always being dismissed. You are probably someone that was called dumb. Uh, physical abuse, childhood trauma. I just said that rape, molestation. Um, even if you were told to that, you know, you're supposed to be seen and not heard. That sounds innocent, doesn't it? 
but it really silences you if you really, really think about it. And this is one that I've heard people say. And now it kind of it kind of bothers me when I hear people say silence is golden. I don't know if y'all know, but that's another way for people to tell you to shut up. And then when they do that, then you start self-silencing because you're thinking about, well, silence is golden. You know, I'm going to be submissive and I'm going to do this, that and the other and not say anything. And then before before you know it, you you are you aren't even able to communicate how you feel at all, which is a problem. So on that note. Hey, Coach Annette. <laughs> hello, hello. Good morning to you, sis. Hey, I got a lot of energy this morning, and I just said a whole mouthful just then, okay? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. I mean, yes, you did. Okay, so did any of that hit home? Listen, that silence is golden. I never looked at it that way. You just made me realize I used to say that silence is golden, but I was thinking, okay, I was thinking of the quiet part of it because sometimes um, people can come in and they, they can be so loud and brash, but I never looked at it like that's a way of shutting a person down and keeping them in bondage. So I'm going to have to remember that. But that silence is not it's, golden. Because you're right too, though. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. It's it's twofold, but I've never looked at that other that other side of the coin. So you made me think of something this morning. Hey, it's a great day to have a great day and, and think. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love when you say that. I actually used to say that a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start back because I absolutely love when you say that. It really get, gets me hype. But before we go any further. Can you introduce yourself to the Tea and Talk with Toya family? Hey, Tea and Talk uh, with Toya. This is Coach Annette here. It is truly an honor to be a part of this wonderful podcast. Um, I've just watched you grow leap and leaps and bounds, uh, grow your podcast over the years. But it is truly an honor to be sitting here on this wonderful, terrific Tuesday morning, just kicking it with my sus, having a little tea and and, and dishing some tea. <laughs> okay, because we about to dish some tea, sis. We about to dish some tea. So before we get into your chapter and this family dynamic, because I, I do want you to share that. I just want to share if you are somebody that um, resonated with any of those things I said earlier in the um, broadcast, one way that you can reclaim your voice is to mm -hmm. own your story. Woo. Identify what you have gone through, accept it, and no longer feel the need to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. Own your story. And this is what Coach Annette is doing. Every time she she drops, you know, her jewels in these books that she's been producing, she's owning her story. And today we're talking about her story. And like I said, in the, the, the latest book, If These Walls Could Talk. Y'all, this is a great book. Okay, this book was, was number one. For weeks, okay, because people was really yes. telling this story, and this story, this book is still being talked about. So, mm -hmm. Coach Annette, 
reclaiming my voice. You know what I think about when I when I um when I read your title, just the title. I I hadn't even gotten into the story yet. Mm-hmm. What happens in this house stays in this house. Yes, ma'am. Immediately. And that's how. Yes, ma'am. And that's how I was raised. I mean, exactly. You did not take what went on at 5900 Belvedere, Detroit, Michigan. You didn't take that outside those walls. Oh, oh. We didn't even talk. We didn't even talk to one another about what happened until we were grown adults. Do you hear me? That's how it was so much embedded in us that what goes on in this house stays in this house. And when I tell you that that alone traumatized me, uh, Latoya, writing this chapter freed me in so many ways. I have never spoken about a lot of things that I wrote up in that chapter until I wrote that chapter. Oh, wow. That's that's how much betrayal I had lent to my own life because I lived by that even as a child and even in my adulthood. My silence was a betrayal to myself, to my family, to women who dealt with what I dealt with. And oh, 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 that's always so much to unpack there. (laughs) You said your silence was a betrayal and you and you know what? When I was studying, I read some, I can't remember what book, because you know, I'm always reading some. Mm-hmm. It said that that is like self-sabotaging or self-abandonment it, mm-hmm. when we, we self-silence yes. to protect mm-hmm. other secrets, basically. Yep. And you just said that. And I said, no more. That book. <laughs> no more. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah. You took your power I couldn't back. do it anymore. It was, I took my power back. I reclaimed my voice. I let it be heard. I'm not, I'm not wearing that garment of shame uh, that held me down, that, that I felt embarrassment. I felt like people could just see right through me and saw what I was going through. And they didn't know anything, not unless I told them. And I didn't, I dared not because we, we lived and died by that creed. We we weren't going to speak of what went on in our home. Yeah, and I mean, and it's still people living and dying by that. Like, <laughs> they, yes, they do. Yeah, and many people it. are in the grave because shame and embarrassment and fear and everything that they went through. They just they they wore it like everyday clothes. Yeah, yeah, and they and died with those garments on. I'm not dying like that. When I leave here, Latoya, I want to be free. Absolutely. I want to be free and empty. Yes. 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 I want to be light, sis. And and I ain't talking Mm -hmm. about no food in my belly light. I mean, all the weights. Yes. Lay lay aside every weight. (laughs) Come on now. I'm trying to get churchy, but that's the truth because the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation, all of Mm -hmm. those are weights. And they just making us heavy. Yes, they are. They are. They are. And so I wanted I wanted people to know that, you know, even in being a uh, adolescent, uh, a teenager that I went through having an abortion 
and and I had another one as an adult, and I live with that for many of years. Um, so much so, it, it was almost like I buried it. And one day God said, nope, I need to bring this to the surface because as you're peeling back layers, you're still forgetting some things. And so I got to bring those things to the forefront. So you're dealing with everything and we're going to leave no stone unturned. And so when that came up to me, it was, it was amazing how God did it. I was sitting at my daughter's house and my oldest granddaughter, um, she said, Gigi, she said, I had a dream about you. She mm -hmm. said, you were holding two babies. Catch this now. She said, you were holding two babies. And, or no, she said, Jesus was holding the two babies. Yeah. And, and, and I knew then when she said that, that those were my babies that I had aborted. God used my daughter, my granddaughter, to speak to me about a dream she had of Jesus holding two babies, and they were mine. I knew those babies were mine, and she knew those babies were mine. She never questioned, was that her mother, or was that her uncle, or was that her aunt? She knew those two babies belonged to me. Yeah. When I tell you, I broke I just, I cried as she sat there. Now, this little girl at the time, my granddaughter had to be about seven or eight years old when she told me about this dream that she had about me, Jesus, and these two babies. Yeah. And at that point, I knew, I said, Annette, you forgot about that because you've been dealing with so many other things. But at that time I was trying to deconstruct and unravel from all of the, the trauma and try to deal with it because I knew that it, th those things that I was suppressing, they had become such a ball and chain to me. I could feel the weight of it, but it seemed like every layer I peeled off the more freer I felt and more lighter I felt. And I knew I had to deal with that. And so I confided in someone and about what I had did. Mm -hmm. And so once I was able to tell that person, it became easier for me to accept what I had did and to forgive myself. Cause for a long time I hadn't, for I, 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 I couldn't, forgive myself. I thought I was going to die burning hell because I had aborted two children. And I'm here to tell someone today, that's not going to happen. Yes. Encourage them, honey, because I'm pretty sure somebody listening. I, yeah. I know somebody is listening today and I want yeah. you to, after you drive them tears because I know it, it's it's hurtful when you think about because one I would the first time I had one I was underage but read the book it's gonna tell you my father taking me to the abortion clinic and me running away and that's not my first time running away but I did it again as an adult because I didn't think that I could I was like I already have you know two children and I ended up having three anyway but still uh it's those choices. You feel like you're, uh, uh, you know, I can't take care of another child. What am, what am I going to do with another baby? They're already talking about me. I, I'm already, I, I have three children out of wedlock. Listen, baby, listen, sweet so peace, sweetheart. 
let me encourage you on today. Forget what people are going to say about you. The most important thing is a decision that you need to make for yourself. I know today abortion is a hot topic. I know Roe versus Wade. They have drug us back to the uh, to the to the to the 19th, 20th century. Um, But let me tell you. Hold fast and stand in your own conviction, not what people are going to say about you. Sometimes people um, suffer rape or incest, and so you don't want to carry that baby to term. Listen, I get it. I understand. Yeah. I understand. And I, I want you to know that, you know, it, that is your decision. That is your body, plain and simple. Yeah. And so no man has any right uh, especially someone who can't who can't carry a child he has no right to tell you what to do and how to do with your body so let that decision be between you the father if he's willing to help you make that decision or you know if you have somebody you can confide in but don't feel ashamed don't carry that shame and that guilt and that burden for years because i'm telling you it's going to show up in areas of your life that you don't want it to show up in and it's mm-hmm. best just to to feel good about yourself and the decisions that you need to make for your life Absolutely. Just be at peace with yes. what you need for your life because That's we it. do live in a world where everyone wants to put their ideologies up on other people. That may work mm-hmm. for you, but that's not that doesn't work for me. That's right. And then we make people feel even more ashamed because they're not doing what we're doing as if what we're doing is is right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's Mm -hmm. that's the kind of world we live in. So it's hard for people to open up as you did and and say what you said because some people are literally dying of shame. Yes, they are. They're deteriorating. Yes, shame is at the root. At the root, and it's eating you from the inside out. It's it, it it's just it's it's like cancer. Yeah. And it's just spreading through your body like wildfire. And you got to let go of the shame. You have to stand on. Yep. I, yep. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I was, I didn't want people to talk about me. They already were. It didn't matter. You know, you, you back in those days when I grew up in the sixties and seventies, you were labeled as fast. If you were, you know, having sex uh, before being adult or being married, they labeled you as fast. She being fast. That's a fast tale, you know, but 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 we didn't realize there are things going on in the home and and the traumas and the emotional uh, distress that that children were in in those days. Because why? You weren't allowed to talk about things. If these walls could talk, they would tell you of a little girl drowning in silence. Because she can't speak her heart. She can't speak her fears. She has nobody to talk to. She can't even go tell the teacher because then the teacher will be calling CPS. Then mama and daddy will be in trouble. Yep. We we couldn't go to see psychiatrists. Black people don't go back, you know, back there in them days, you didn't black people didn't go see psychologists or psychiatrists. No. I'm sorry, that and I'm not being racist. That was that was deemed for white people. Yeah, we were told black people don't commit suicide. That's a lie. Yes, we did. Oh yeah, 
No doubt. Yes, we did. Because we could not talk because you had a yoke on us. You had a cease and desist letter in your home for talking. Come on now. You say a cease and desist. You you preaching real good on this podcast this morning, and I'm here for it. <laughs> because you know <laughs> they, what? They, you they serve notice. Cease yeah. and desist. You will not talk. You will you will yeah. not even talk among. Listen, when I tell you we didn't talk amongst ourselves until we were grown adults, that's exactly what happened. That's how much fear was instilled in us. Yes, yes. That's a I sad way to live. Something you said though. You said that black people back then, that's what because that's what they said. Mm -hmm. Don't commit suicide. That's for white people. Yeah. Black people committed suicide in just different ways. They yes, they did. Come on here. It's, it Come just on looked here. <laughs> it was the same thing. It yes, ma'am. It just looked different. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So no, they weren't shooting themselves or um mm -hmm. or driving or taking pills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Into the lake, and you know they were drinking themselves. Yes, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? They were. Yes, they were. Yep, they were taking drugs. All, they were trying kind of to, stuff, you know, that's it. Trying to numb that pain. I yeah. know I was a former drug addict. I was a former drug addict. So I, I, I know I numbed. I numbed. I thought the higher I got, the more it was going to take me away. Listen, when you come down off that high, that problem is still there. That issue is still there. That trauma is still there. The emotions tied to it is still there. It's still there, baby. You not there's not enough cocaine, heroin, meth. I don't care what you take, fentanyl. It's not enough to numb that pain and make it go away. Right. You gotta talk and you got to reclaim your voice yes. and take that deceased and cis letter. And send it back to the sender. Return to sender. Absolutely. Because I'm going to use my voice. I'm not going to allow my voice. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna silence myself anymore or be silent about things because you want to feel comfortable or you don't want to deal with it. Well, guess what? It's time for me to break forth and for me to deal with it. And so I didn't tell all that I could have because I respect others who. Uh, knew me, so I had to respect their rights. But I give you enough in that chapter to let you know that you are not alone and that you have a recourse and let your voice be heard. Yes, she she does. I mean, this chapter is definitely enough to help somebody who's dealing with this same trauma and the same pain. This is enough to encourage you and let you know that you're not alone. It, it definitely is. I mean, I've read it a few times over. So sis hit the nail on the head with that one. And it may seem like, man, that may seem like it's too heavy for me to read. This this book is heavy, but you're mm -hmm. going to get lighter toward the end because you're going to see all this stuff these women have gone through. Because this, this yes. is 13 women in this book. Yes. And these women out here doing it, these women coaches, these women writing books, um, these women touring, and, you know, opening, opening business and teaching other people how to open businesses. These women are telling their story. Like that should have been the first thing I said. They're actually <laughs> opening their mouths and telling their stories. And that should let you know, baby, we free over here. That's it. 
That's it. If we weren't free, we wouldn't have been able to write those chapters because that's a part of our life that we have said, you know what? This has no hold over me anymore. I've taken authority over this. Yep. Yeah, and I'm going to stand on the mountaintop and let you know you can take authority over your situation, too. Now, you, mine and your story may not be the same. It may have some similarities. But do know this. You have people who are cheering you on. When we wrote those chapters, we started, we went across the finish line first. And then we came on back around to let you know you can make it. Just keep on coming. Keep on running. Oh, yeah. Keep going. This is not, this is not, this is not the end for you. So I hope this book, and when I tell you these women poured out and we were transparent, that's exactly what we did. And it was for such a time as this for women or for young women who, um, you know, who don't have anyone to talk to, who are, some people are still trying to live in the six. 60s and 70s of trying to raise people. Look, we are in the 21st century. We have got to come on out of that old stinking thinking because it didn't work then and it, it's not going to work now. That's right. Can't put new wine and old wine skins. As the come on here. You, oh, okay. Come on now. It's a new day. <laughs> God, is new doing, day God is doing a new thing and God is. Yes. God is doing a new thing. That is not a cliche. But are we willing to accept the new way? See, it may not look like how you want it to look. Correct. That's okay. Let it be because it's for some, it may not be for you, but it's for somebody else. We're not the only people that live in this world. Everything can't be our way. So, so if a new way ha is being ushered in, come on and embrace the new way, not for yourself, but for somebody that needs that new way. All right. I done said enough. Yes, no, you, uh, let me just, I, I already knew that this episode was about to be fire. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And when I tell you, you have been dropping jewels since you first opened your mouth. I mean, everything you're saying, they need to hear it. So just let it flow. Don't, don't quench it. <laughs> you know how they yes, say, don't quench the spirit. Yeah. Let, let <laughs> yes, me say, all my church's stuff coming out today on this episode. Yes. <laughs> what is up with that? <laughs> Come on know, on this say, hot Tuesday morning. Spirit, okay? And um, Don't quench it. I, yeah, don't quench it. I, I want you to tell it and, and let it flow because, again, we don't know who is listening yes. that needs to hear everything you're saying. We don't know who's burdened by shame. Shame has so many roots to it, y'all. It seemed like you will be digging them up forever. Forever. And oh, ever. my God. It's so many roots to shame because I carry I carry that. Mm -hmm. I carry shame as well. And I mm -hmm. self-medicated, too. Yeah, I would take prescription pills after pills after pills after pills so that I can just have a moment <laughs> not to feel anything my my mm -hmm. goal was to numb it all as well so i know i get even though our stories are different you realize mm -hmm. we, we go through the same stuff it's like the outcomes yes. are the same yes ma'am we both can we both carry mm -hmm. that shame we both carry that humiliation i remember i told you that i wore that stuff so bad and this was a while ago i said that i wore that stuff so bad that when I would be in a toxic relationship, because I know you talked about that in one of your books too, um, I would I would mm -hmm. fight 
know, for the person to stay because I was ashamed and humiliated mm-hmm. that I that mm-hmm. I didn't get chosen. So when I tell you, when you said it show up everywhere, baby, everywhere. everywhere that was showing up in in my career, in my um, romantic relationships, that was even showing up with me as as a mother. Come on. Come on. I mean, it'll show up in relationships. People will wonder. People will wonder. Look, look, I often think about people who tell little boys, stop crying. Be a man. Dry them tears up. But then when he get grown and he can't communicate with his girlfriend or his wife, you wonder why, because you haven't bred it in him to to be a man when he he trying to figure out how to be just a child. Yeah. You're telling him to not cry. So so now when he gets older, and he gets in a relationship and he's not showing his emotions. Well, dang, do you care about? You know, that's because mama or daddy has told him to stop showing those emotions, cut that crying off, be a man, grow up. Mm-hmm. He was shut down. I couldn't communicate effectively in relationships In relationships at, at work. I didn't know how because I had been silenced for so long. I didn't know how to use my voice. So at first it started, whatever came up, came out. And then I was like, wait, 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 boo, you got to get a hold of that. You can't be out here all willy nilly and just talking to people reckless and how you want to. Now that you, you feel like you got a voice, you still have to be respectful. It's a time and it's a place and it was so many things that I had to learn and unlearn from being silenced for so long Me too. I didn't I didn't know how to effectively communicate with people I, I started responding just to not not because I was understanding what the person said. I was just responding to responding and it just didn't make any sense. And so I had to learn. I had to when I tell you, God had to just strip me. And it's, this has been a continuous process for me. Latoya. And it still is. I'm still stripping off. I'm still, you know, I'm finding myself making mistakes, even with my children. My my children are grown and I have grandchildren. I'm still having to go back and say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. That was wrong of me. I just did that with my daughter. We just went through a situation and I had to tell her that was wrong of me. I shouldn't have said that. And so, you know, I'm I'm still learning and I'm still unlearning. I'm not making excuses, but I'm learning from my mistakes and and I'm owning up to saying, you know what? Hey, I know I was an effective communicator. And so I'm I'm working on that, though. I am. I'm still yet working on that. And that's what that's what matters. We're we're still working on it. We're not allowing this stuff to darken our soul. We're not letting this be the reason. Like, you know how people say, well, that's just how I am. Like, we're not letting we're not yes. doing that. We're actually putting in the work. And I know people are like, well, how long you got to put in the work? If you experience trauma for 20 years, Come on now. It's not just going to go away in in one or two (laughs) sessions. This is a continual thing until you take your last breath. (laughs) Because trauma is so deeply rooted 
that when you pull up one root, it has 19 others attached to that one. So this to the one. Yeah, this ain't nothing that's just going to happen overnight. Just like it took time for you to be traumatized. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. going to take time. I yes, ma'am. Um, studying one of my courses because I'm a belief therapist and we have to do continuing um, education credits. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about the instructor was talking about how when we live in those um, extreme toxic environments for as long as we have mm -hmm. and not being able to speak is, is toxic, y'all. So let me just say that. Our we're we're in survival mode. We're in like fight or flight continuously. Yes. And our mm -hmm. bodies lose the ability to self-regulate because we've been in fight or flight for so long. For so long. So it's so much deeper than what people realize. And it's so mm -hmm. much, it's so much work to be done, but it's all. It's for our good. It is. It is. And and I'll tell you, when I first started looking at myself, see, to sit with yourself, that's not an easy thing. That part. When you have to sit with yourself and not see all, oh, I do. I, I, I take care of the poor and I do that. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. When you sit with yourself and see your faults, your ugliness, your shortcomings, your downfall. When you have to sit and look at that stuff, when I tell you that is not easy. Yeah. But when I tell you it's also oh worth it, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change my journey for anything. I'm glad that I'm able to say to my children, I apologize. I'm wrong. I never heard that. I never received an apology. I never barely heard I love you. That never heard I love you from my dad. My mom, my mom, she told me she loved me, but I never got an apology from her. Uh, I never got, uh, you know, uh, but, but I, but this is one thing I did do. I understood once the older cousins and brothers and sisters were able to explain to me how my parents were raised. That really helped me to forgive. I'm not saying I condone what they did or felt, but I was able to understand why they did what they did. Now it's my responsibility that I don't, I don't do the same thing. Cause I kept telling myself as I was growing up, I'm not going to treat my children like this. Guess what? I ended up doing some of the things I said I wouldn't do. And so I had to go back and to apologize and say, I was wrong. I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have said that. And so, um, I, I believe until the day I take my last breath, I'll still be unraveling and, and, and and doing things as such as that. Absolutely. Cause you and I'm glad you brought that up about, you know, the predispositions and tracing the roots and stuff, because a lot of people want to tell their stories, but they have reservations mm -hmm. because in their minds, if I do this, it's not honorable to my parents. Mm -hmm. And telling their story, it don't have nothing to do with them at this point. This got exactly. everything to do with you freeing yourself. This don't yes. have, this ain't even about them. Now they got some parents out there that you know are you know on the narcissistic side, and they gonna make everything mm -hmm. about them. But 
you you releasing that stuff and sharing your story in in books on podcasts and blogs however you need to do it this has everything to do with you this is not even about them anymore this is That's about freeing you that's yeah, it. You're going to share some stuff that happened, but the intention is not to shoot darts. The intention is to get free. That's it. And that's my whole purpose. Yeah. When I started, when I started doing this, I said I would never. And, and, and I always try to add that piece in there to let people know I'm not trying to shame my parents. I'm not trying to degrade them in any kind of way. I'm just trying to get you to understand that I understand what they were going through and why those things happened. Not making excuses for them and still not trying to shame them at the same time, but it's, it's helping me. So I said, Annette, in doing this, we're not shaming anybody, but I want to be free. I don't know about anybody else. To be free in your mind, baby, let me tell you, you cannot put a price on that type of freedom. When you are free in your mind and when you're getting free from emotional and, 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 and all type of traumas that you suffered in your, in, when you were a child. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like it. And I'd rather have that, that than to have all the money in the world yes. and have no peace of mind. Yeah. I mean, and then when we think about it, it's like I was just thinking, like, what about all the people who experience traumas because of stuff that they didn't get? Not what happened to them, but mm -hmm. can you imagine somebody growing up in a house and they don't hear nobody say I'm proud of you or I love you until they're in their 30s. Like, yep. It, it's, I think um, the authors of If These Walls Could Talk should do a monthly um, a group coaching session. <laughs> Just, you know, give back you to the what? community because this is this is necessary. Because, I mean, we can talk about this all morning, but I know I know you got to get <laughs> to your destination <laughs> and me too but um this let's do this it can go on. let's do it sis. let's do let's it, do it. Let's, yep, yeah we do i mean i'm willing to give back because there are some people that really need it and that will help them get on their journey okay well we're gonna we're gonna have a, a meeting with everybody so we can start doing this because oh my god we can talk it's just so many layers to this is ridiculous it is it is. It's so much to peel back. And just when you think you got it, here, here comes something else to add add on to. But yes, let's definitely do it, sis. I have definitely enjoyed this and I'm I'm so happy um, to have shared uh, with the world my story. Yes, thank I you so much. I feel good about it. And speaking of your story, where can, where can the um, listeners find you on social media, drop their website so they can come and buy autographed copies directly from you. Well, we can find you at sis. Yes, yes, yes. You can find me. Uh, my website is uh, averyenterprises.org. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Annette Marie Avery. I go by my maiden name. I love my, my Avery part of my name. Uh, you can find me on um, Instagram, becoming AMA. Those are my initials because I'm becoming Annette. I'm becoming what 
Annette wants to be and not who other people have told me I am or who I can be. Uh, on LinkedIn, um, Annette Avery and on uh, TikTok, girl, TikTok is my stuff. So Joe, you can, uh, you know, no, we ain't, we ain't going for, you're not taking TikTok down, but on TikTok, unapologetically becoming and uh, that's my handle on TikTok. So, hey, stop on by. Yeah. Yes. And uh, drop me a line. Uh, feel free to jump in that inbox and listen um, and, and get free, people. It's, it's time. It's time. Y'all make sure y'all follow. just follow on all, all her platforms because she may post different stuff on different platforms and it's stuff you need. So just follow. Go yeah. ahead and hit that website up and purchase those books. Like I said, she's in multiple anthologies and she has workbooks too. Like sis got everything you need if you're trying to be free for real, for real, for real. So yes. Again, so I actually did a companion. Yes, you sure did. Sure. I did, I did a companion piece. I did a, yep. I did reclaiming my voice, a journal and a, a planner uh, this time. And then for the uh, coaches connect, I did pack your shit, a workbook. Yes. yes. I'm going to teach you how to pack up. Sometimes we overstay in, in, in relationships. And so um, I did some companion pieces this time and um, I'm, I'm proud of Annette. She's growing and thriving, and I am. I'm. I'm proud of of me, for the first time in my life. Oh, that y'all better, <laughs> y'all better, y'all know the girl on TikTok to say y'all better come get one of these. Y'all better go to that website <laughs> and, get, and get this, get the books and the companion pieces because they're all gonna, they're all gonna bless your soul. I have, I actually have the um, workbooks myself, and I absolutely love them. So definitely run to the website, run to follow her on social media. <laughs> we are going to get together. And later on, maybe starting next month in June, we are going to um, start doing the group coaching thing. We got to talk about some stuff and iron some stuff out. So if you're interested in joining us, just make sure you are following us on our platforms because that's where we're going to announce everything. Um, Coach Anae, I really appreciate you coming on Tea and Talk and sharing, just pouring out your heart because you poured today. All right? Thank you. you. Pour, you Thank pour you. And I really, really appreciate you. I'm so grateful to have had you here to talk about reclaiming your voice and just telling the audience, like giving them some hope, like forever grateful, <laughs> forever grateful for that. So Thank you guys. I am again. grateful to you and to your platform. Thank well, well, thank you. You know, I'll be over here doing a little tea and talking, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so for my tea and talk with Toya fam, thank you guys so much for tuning in and you know sticking around to listen to the whole show. I greatly appreciate your listenership. And until next week, reclaim y'all, reclaim your voice. And here are a couple of ways you can do it. Remember, I said own your story. Be true to you. What do you want and what do you value? Rediscover your passions. Think about what you liked to do when you was a little kid. You know, were you the one playing teacher or were you sewing clothes together or doing your baby doll's hair? Rediscover your passion. Self-discovery self and reflect on who you are. Tell your story. Reclaim your voice. Restore your soul. Until next week. 
Y'all have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Tea and Talk with Toya. If there was anything shared that resonated with you, please share on your platform. I'd greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that follow button to be alerted on all upcoming episodes. Have a wonderful day.